The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you. And he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my finger into the holes that they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand, put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you can see me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. There were many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> This is a very appropriate gospel for the time that we're living through. The first community of the Christians were locked away inside the upper room. The doors were closed and they were inside 
They were confused, they were afraid, they were uncertain. And one of the strongest things for them was that they experienced the absence of Jesus. Even though Jesus had risen from the dead, he wasn't present to them in the way that they were used to. And so we ourselves during this time have to learn, I suppose, to be aware of the presence of Jesus in ways that we're not normally used to. And as we are closed in in our homes most of the time, like the, like the apostles, like the, the first disciples, and it's interesting that for them, their isolation lasted for about 50 days between the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus. So in a spiritual sense, what we're going through now is nothing strange. And there is, as I said last week about the tomb, there is something special happening in the hiddenness and in the isolation. And it's very important that even though we would like things to be different, that there is something very, very special taking place spiritually in what is closed in, in our isolation, in our fear, in our uncertainty about what the future holds. And so I would like us to take a few moments, if you would just close your eyes where you are right now. And in whatever way you can, imagine the upper room where the disciples were gathered together. This is the room where they had the Last Supper with Jesus. It is the meeting place of the early community. Just try to be aware of the feeling of being locked in. The doors are closed and there is fear in the room. There is uncertainty. There is confusion. Just be aware of those feelings within yourself. There is also a sense of grief. The sense that Jesus is lost to them. That he is absent. That he is not present. Be aware of your own experiences of absence. Who is absent to you at this time in your life? Who is it that you long to see but cannot see? That you long to embrace but cannot embrace?
with all these feelings, turn your attention to Mary, who is present in the gathering. She is mother of this gathering, and she takes to herself all of the cares and the concerns, all of the loss and the grief that is in your heart. Just give it to her that she may pray for you, for your family, in the way that she knows best. And then suddenly, Jesus stands in the room. The locked doors are no obstacle to him. He is Lord, he is God. He is risen, he is free. So nothing is an obstacle or a barrier to him. Be aware of the relief that the disciples feel, the relief, the surprise, the joy that they feel at the presence of Jesus. And listen to Jesus as he says, peace be with you. Three times he says, Peace be with you. So let his peace come to you. Let it enter into you in every breath you take and fill you to the very depths of your being. And then he shows you his hands, the wounds in his hands from the crucifixion, wounds that are now transformed in the resurrection, the wounds of his hands, the wounds of his side. Like Thomas, all of us want to touch Jesus, to know for ourselves firsthand that he is here, that he is real, that we can touch him and be touched by him. So just let Jesus come to you now. Imagine him holding out his hands to you. 
take his hands in your hands. Touch the wounds and place into these wounds the wounds of your own life, the wounds and the scars that you bear for whatever reason, just give them into his hands. Hold his hands tenderly and lovingly, tenderly and lovingly place all of your wounds into his. Let Jesus embrace you and hold you near to his open side, near to the heart that is pierced, the heart that is broken. Broken but not brought down. It is the broken heart that reveals the light of divine love and mercy. So let yourself rest near to his heart. The heart from which blood and water flowed as he hung upon the cross. And these are the streams of grace, the streams of new life. Let this grace wash over you. Let it enter into you and fill you to the very depths of your being. Let the breath of Jesus be upon you. The breath of Jesus is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So be covered by the breath of the Spirit. Be filled with the breath of the Spirit. And above all, be filled with the faith that St. John speaks of when he says that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. So we speak the name of Jesus, 
with love, with reverence, with tenderness. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I love you.